Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from EO Fire, and you're listening to Self-Publishing Journeys with your show host, Paul Teague. It's the must-listen weekly podcast for all indie authors who are prepared to ignite. Welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Monday the 20th of June 2016. This diary accompanies podcast episode number 16. I should mention before we start today that I'm actually presenting this podcast from a brand new office chair. I had one of those chairs that had just given up the ghost so it kept sinking down. I'd be working and typing on my books or whatever I was doing and then all of a sudden I'd suddenly sink to the ground with my chair. So today, in the last half hour, I've been out to buy a brand new office chair. And I can't believe how high up I'm now sitting with this chair. I just wish I'd done it before. So at last, I could be at the proper height. I'm right up to the microphone here. I've got plenty of distance to go down and to go up in this chair. And I'm actually sitting in a really comfortable position. So it's one of those jobs that I should have done ages ago. A funny week for news this week because I haven't really had an awful lot of time to get much done. It's been quite a frustrating week really. I've had very limited writing time. The reason for that is that I've been busy with lots of training, which is always a good thing because I've had lots of work on that pays of course, or that pays straight away. But also we've had a couple of family funerals, well this week and next week. I've got, I had a funeral last week to attend at the other end of the country and I've got one to attend on, on Tuesday also at the other end of the country. Now these are elderly relatives by the way, very elderly relatives. You've both had a really good long lives. So obviously I want to go and celebrate that with the rest of the family but all of my family live miles away. And sometimes real life interferes with our schedules, as it has done for me for the past few weeks. I've had to rejig my diary, rearrange appointments, and just try to squeeze everything in. So I thought this week I was only going to get one writing day, and that I'd probably only get 5,000 words done. I'm very aware that the clock is ticking. I've booked in my copy editor, proofreader, to deliver this book by the 31st of July. It would be really nice if I could have it finished and have gone through it with a fine tooth comb before I hand it on to Helen. So it was a bit frustrating not to be able to get much work done this week. So again, when I was rearranging my schedule, I worked out that actually I could work on Saturday and Sunday on the book. I don't normally write on Saturdays and Sundays because the family are home. And I've got into the habit of squeezing my writing days into days when I've got the house to myself. And actually, I think I'm going to reconsider that because I got 5,464 words on Friday when the house was empty. On Saturday... I got 4,000 words written and I got 3,000 words written today. That brings my total for Don't Tell Meg right up to 60,000 words now, which means I'm two thirds of the way through the the target wordage. And I wrote this week 12,600 words, but I wrote it differently. I didn't have my writing days, which is normally how I organize things. And it's forced me to to reconsider, to be honest with you. I, I tend to block out writing days. But this weekend, for instance, I woke up early. I was up at six on Saturday and Sunday. I think on Saturday I'd got 3,000 words or thereabouts written before anybody was up. And today I'd got one and a half thousand words written before anybody was up. And then I just squeezed the others across the course of the day. And it did make me think maybe I'm being too regimental about my writing. Maybe I'm being too strict with myself about writing 5,000 words in a day. And maybe I should just chill a bit and squeeze in 
1,000, 2,000, maybe 3,000 across days when I've got other things on, because that's pretty productive. 12,600 words in a week. I'd normally reckon to get 10,000 words in in a week. I think I had a had quite a good week last week. I'm just looking at my calendar. That was about, that must have been over 12,000 last week when I was writing. So I'm going to reconsider. I think I need to approach my writing differently because it is very handy for me to obviously get more more clients through. But if I can squeeze my writing into smaller, tighter slots, then I think I'm going to get more done across the week. So watch this space. I'll tell you how that goes. But I am going to reconsider that. I did say right at the beginning, it's been quite a frustrating week. I didn't have the time or I didn't think I was going to have the time to do the writing that I wanted to and then found actually that if I just worked slightly differently, I would get the word count done. Another frustration I've had this week is that I've I've had my self-publishing academy product ready and I'd done some testing and some marketing on that and needed to change the sales page. I had that sales page done ages ago. I've been waiting for ages for ClickBank to approve it. So it was uh, two weeks before they even looked at the thing. And then all through this week, I've been toing and froing with the help desk. And they've been saying, oh, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And so I've been making all the changes and then telling them that the changes have been made. And we're finally there. They have finally approved my product. So I, I need to start sending some web traffic at it again. Uh, to the new sales page to see if we can make this work now. Uh, It's a much better sales page. If you want to have a look at it, look at selfpublishingacademy.com and the words are all hyphenated there. If you can't find it, just go to the podcast site. There'll be a link just there. So it's been a long time to get that approved. ClickBank is so strict now. When I first marketed with ClickBank, we did a really big internet marketing launch and shifted a lot of digital products we marketed it a different way. It was a very different climate in those days. Uh, it was pretty marketing-y kind of sales copy on there. ClickBank have, have got so strict now. Even if you put a, I, I got a, a 3D visualization of the course. So I've got boxes and DVD boxes to, to help people visualize it. It's exactly the same as putting a 3D book cover on an Amazon Kindle book. You you create a cover, you create a 3D version so that people can visualize it, even though we all know it's a digital product. But on ClickBank, you actually have to put a disclaimer below those images now to say this is a, a virtual realization of what the product is. And actually what you're buying is an online digital membership site. You have to actually state that on the sales page now. They've made it very, very difficult to apply really great marketing techniques. And I have to be honest with you, if they'd got the VAT Moss issue sorted out, I would be selling on a site called jvzoo.com. And I have sold on jvzoo in the past before the VAT Moss came, and I used to sell a software on there and do launches. And I actually really like jvzoo. It was an excellent, excellent site, but I wish to God they'd get the VAT Moss sorted out so that they would just handle it like ClickBank do. Because the only reason I'm using ClickBank at the moment, well, I, two reasons. Number one, well, they are an excellent company. They're just making it very hard to sell, that's all. Uh, they handle the refunds, they handle all of that stuff for you, and they handle the VAT. I know that's pretty compelling, but they're making it very hard to create a sales page that's going to sell digital products. That's that's the problem. They've clamped down so much. So we'll see how it goes. We'll keep testing. We'll see if we can make that new sales page work. If not, it's back to the drawing board. This week, uh, Wednesday, I think it is, I'm, I, <laughs> I will be flying back. I'm, I'm driving down to Bristol for this this second funeral. It's my nan who's 100 years old, can you believe? We all we all met to celebrate her 100th birthday in October. So she, she had a fabulous life. She was healthy, living on her own up to the age of, hundreds, of 100. So it's going to be a, a celebration as well as a funeral. She's an amazing woman. And so I've got to drive down to Bristol this week. I'm going to, after the funeral, I'm dropping the car off at Bristol Airport. Then I'm flying back to Newcastle. 
I'll be back in Newcastle late. I'm, uh, what am I, in a hotel at Newcastle. Uh, and then I'm going to, because I can't, I can't get a train back at that time of night. And then I'll be on an early train. And then I'm back, hopefully, by 10 o'clock in the morning to interview Molly Luby, who's going to be a future guest on this podcast. Molly is a young, young adult author. Very, very productive in terms of her writing. She had an amazing word count on NaNoWriMo, 300,000 or more words. I'm going to be interviewing her on Wednesday, and obviously it'll be a few weeks until her interview actually goes live on the podcast, but I'm really looking forward to that on Wednesday. Something else that I discovered that I'd missed this week, I I keep finding writers' festivals and writers' events that I just didn't know about, and when I find them, I think, well, where have you been hiding? How have I missed that? Because I'm connected to, I get magazines, I'm on podcasts I'm connected to all the sites and somehow I'd miss this but there is a festival called the Winchester's the big I beg your pardon the Winchester Writers Festival um, and it's in Winchester as you'd be surprised to hear and I knew nothing about it and I don't know where this popped up it must have popped up on Twitter or something like that so the minute I see these things I like them on Facebook I connect to them on Twitter I go to the website and put it into Evernote I make sure that they are on my radar looked really good they look like they've got a very active community and clearly it's too late for me this year to go to the event, but that's going to be another UK-based event that's going to be on my radar. I should be looking at that and maybe checking in next year to see what goes on there. But it looked good. It looked like there was a lot of varied publishing stuff, lots of agents down there. It just looked like a really good quality event. So that's going to be on the list for next year. I've put a link to it on the resources page. It's called the Winchester Writers Festival, and clearly that's going to be of most interest to people listening to this in the UK. My uh, final news item for this week is that some stickers arrived. I don't know, I can't remember whether I told you this on the podcast diaries, but my first book, which is The Secret Bunker, Darkness Falls, the first book in the trilogy, that won a finalist ranking in the Next Generation Indie Book Awards. Entering awards is something that I do. To be honest, I've probably done it a little bit too much because you know a lot of these awards, they are paid, and paid awards, maybe not so clever. But as a new author, my strategy has been going for awards because if you get drawn as a finalist, if you have any kind of ranking in those awards, you could use that as as leverage at the early stages of my career. And all of this just helps to move you on to get your name out. It all just helps. And that's what my strategy has been with the competitions. So this got me a finalist ranking. And one of the things that I could do as part of the thing, part of the the benefits of, of being a finalist in that is that they sent me some stickers for my books so I can put these stickers on the books and they say I'm a Next Generation Indie Book Award finalist. The books are stocked and sold at the Secret Bunker in Fife. That was the tourist destination that I went to and that finally inspired that trilogy and the owners of that bunker put my books on the shelves in the shop and they keep ordering new copies so they must keep selling. I'm going to give them some stickers to send to them and they'll be on their way uh, shortly this week in the post, as soon as I can get them out in the post. And to me, they just hopefully just make the books a bit more eye-catching. For somebody who doesn't know me as an author, they, it might just tip the balance if I've got some kind of finalist award, some ranking in, in a book award ceremony. It might just tip the balance between saying, no, I don't read independent authors, or yes, I'll pick this up and I'll give it a try. So got, uh, what did I get? Two reels of those. They said they got the shelf just to my right. I will send those off. I'll keep one. And off we go, we'll see how it goes. Final thing, I was invited this week to to do a talk. I'm going to do a talk at the, it's a business uh, women's uh, event in Carlisle. It's a local event. And I'm going to touch on self-publishing in that talk. I'm going to relate self-publishing to business 
and talk about how those business people could get a business branding book self-published very easily and dispel some of the myths about indie publishing. That's coming up in July sometime. And final thing that I don't know whether I've mentioned on the podcasts yet, but I've managed to get an interview with Richard Maidley. He's in town, what is he, is it next week? I think it's next Monday. No, two Mondays time. Richard Maidley's in town in two weeks time, doing a talk in Carla, launching his brand new book. So I've managed to get an interview with him through the publishers. Uh, it won't be a long one. It'll probably be about 10 minutes, quarter of an hour, however long I can squeeze it until his publicist starts to yawn or start getting fidgety in her seat. That's usually how these things work. Uh, but he'll be used to doing shorter interviews, I guess. So I'll get 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And I was thinking it through on the sh- scheduling. And what I will do when I've got that podcast recorded, I will probably release it on Tuesday, the 5th of July as an extra episode. I don't think I'll make it the weekly episode because I'm not hopeful of getting a full interview with Richard. I think it'll be fairly quick, fairly snappy, and then they'll they'll start to move me on. So I'll, I'm going to release that, I think, on Tuesday, the 5th of July or Wednesday, the 6th of July as a bonus episode. So do watch out for that. Richard and Judy, of course, do the book club. By the way, Judy Finnegan is with Richard in Carlisle. The booking was for Richard, because it's Richard who's launching the book, but I'm hoping I'll catch both of them together, to be honest with you, and to talk to them about the book club. If you've got any questions you'd like me to ask, do email them to me. The email address, as always, is paul at paulteague.com. Thank you for listening to this week's diary. I'll have another update for you next week, let you know how the writing's been going and what the progress is. But as I say, in the meantime, if you want to email me some questions for Richard and Judy or ask me any other questions about self-publishing or anything that's appeared on the podcast or the diaries, it's paul at paulteague.com. Thank you for listening to this week's Self-Publishing Journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. If you're new to self-publishing, you might also like to check out selfpublishingacademy.com the step-by-step guide to getting your manuscript off your hard drive and into print. In the meantime, you'll find previous interviews and all the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week.